When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That rather Cavalier, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast going on tonight with a bunch of special guests. Hey, I'm Big G, and we're, I'm going to kick it to my boy Che, my boy Tate, my boy Sean, and my new guy, BP Pepper Pike, rocking with us with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey, we're, we're broadcasting tonight live on YouTube Know-It-All's channels. And if you like what you see and you like what you hear, please check us out every time we go live with that rather Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. We we broadcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all those other podcasts that you find out there. So check us out if you like what you like and know what you know. But hey, so I'm going to kick it to the podcast guest this evening. I'm going to start with uh my man Tate over there in the corner. Tate, talk to me, man. Good evening and what's happening with that Rather Cavaliers. What's up, Big G? Thanks for having me, man. Well, not having me. Thanks for introducing me. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I mean, we we, we want to let people know you can check this out on the FSSN Network family of podcasts, all the pl- all the audio places you said where you find your audio podcast. But yeah, man, so I'm just here, ready to chop up some Cavs basketball, talk about, you know, the playoff series that begins Saturday evening against the New York Knicks. And we got, we, you know, we have our have our guy from the FSSN uh, Shock, Shock Jock Knicks podcast. Sean, um, he's he, he's here to represent the Knicks and talk about from that perspective. But hey, man, I'm just ready to chop it up, man. So go ahead and do what you got to do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. My man, Che Digger, talk to me, man. What's happening this evening from Cavs land up there in Cleveland by the lake? 
What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, Saturday can't get here soon enough, man. I'm excited. Playoff ball, downtown Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. First, you going, man? You going time. to the game? I was looking at tickets, man. I got some decent seats. I mean, to get in the building is only seventy-five bucks, so I might just go there and hang out at the bar. You know what I mean? Just to feel the atmosphere. Yeah, for sure, for sure, Che Digger. Hey, so we have two special guests this evening on the Fans First Sports Network podcast for That's Rather Cavaliers. Our first guest, not with no lower introduction, but higher introduction. He told me to call him BP, but I'm going to say Pepper Pike. What's going on, Pepper Pike, BP? Talk to me about the Cavaliers podcast we're going to sit in this evening. No, it's good to be on with you guys. Uh, I'm a longtime Cavs fan. I've been following the Cavs since, you know, the 70s. Uh, I'm actually personal friends with Jim Jones, Austin Carr. Uh, so I see the guys here locally around town. I've been going to the games for obviously many years, longtime fan. I'm friends with, uh, you know, like some of the guys even on this current team. And uh, I'm friends with, you know, some of the guys actually, in the, believe it or not, in the uh, front office of the Cavs. So I've got some and, uh, you know, I sent a few emails down there every now and then, but you know, I'm looking forward to this series. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Like, I'm not going to get my final prediction yet. We're too early in the show, but this is going to be a dogfight series. I got a lot of respect for the Knicks. I'm not going to come out here and say we're going to sweep them, but it's going to be must-see TV for sure. Tell it like it is, Pepper. Tell it like it is, BP. Tell it like it is. Hey, and so last but not least, my boy Tate already kicked it to Sean. They call him Sean Jacque. Jock. Jock. Sean Jacques, I messed his name all up. But ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me because I'm learning how to say it. But he's a diehard New York Knicks fan. We're going to give both guys who are special guests this evening to give a shout out, to give an opportunity to talk about what podcast they'll be on a little later in the show. But I got to kick it to the rival New York Knicks, Sean, in the building. Talk to me, Sean. What's happening, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's uh, Just to be clear, it's Sean St. Jacques. But uh, I feel like I'm on the road, like the Knicks will be in this series right now. I feel yeah, like I'm yeah. uh, in enemy territory here. But, you know, we don't get to do this very often as Knicks fans. So it's exciting to uh, to talk about basketball that means something at the end of the regular season. That enough is uh, is exciting for me. So happy to be here. Hey, Sean, I got to tell the truth. I'm a diehard Cavs fan now. But for 39 years, I rocked with the New York Knicks. So my heart was torn a little bit. I was like 1585. I'm still mad at John Starks, but that's another conversation. <laughs> that's another conversation, man. So, look, we're going to jump right into the podcast and start asking round-robin questions to the fellas tonight, you know, about this big upcoming series, man. You know, first time Cavs in the playoffs since LeBron James walked out of the building. It's sort of a new thing going on in New York. They was there last year, but they got a new thing, and they really do believe that they could be competitive this year as being a contender in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to start the show off, man, by talking about season review and what you guys liked about what you saw going into the playoffs with your prospective teams. Tate, tell me, just real quick, what's going on with the Cavs and what do you like with our chances moving forward going into the playoffs? Uh, I agree with, with what BP said, man. I think it's going to be a dogfight this series, man. The Knicks uh, won three, three, the season series three to one. But I think I think the Cavs will have a have a new energy and new focus coming into the playoffs. I think the young guys will feel the excitement and be ready. And then even on the road to be playing in the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. Um, I think I think JB Bickerstaff 
is going to be challenged because Tim's been there, done that. Tim's been on a championship coaching coaching staff with Doc Rivers when he was in Boston. He had those Bulls team back in the the the, uh, the mid two thousands with Derrick Rose. And them were really good back in those days. And Tibbs is a defensive coach, so I think this will be a be a defensive battle between two teams that defense is the philosophy. Um, I think the Cavs defense will get better than, even than it has been because they were, I think, rated number one in the regular season. But in the playoffs, you got you got the same matchup every other night. Yeah. So you know more about tendencies. You know more about what matchups work best for you. For so sure. I think I think we'll see the best of the Cavs defensively. Mm. So you know that's that that's my quick take on it, man. You can go ahead and get somebody else's take. Oh, for sure. BP, man. New resident guru for the Cavs. What we got going on that's gonna cause problems for those New York Knickerbockers come playoff season. I think BP's froze, man. So I'm gonna flip up and switch up. Hey, so Sean, talk to me. Give me the perspective of the New York Knickerbockers moving forward for the playoffs and how they're going to give the Cavs some type of problems. You know, it's funny. The, the season for me coming up to this point is almost kind of pre-Josh Hart and then post-Josh Hart coming into the team. I, I think when we look back at the early months of the season, I don't think anyone thought the Knicks would be here mm. in the five seed. Mm. Maybe in the play-in, like maybe they'd be where Miami is right now. At this point, if, if Josh Hart is not a Nick, he just totally changed the, the vibe around the way they are defensively. The intensity they bring is night and day, and I, th I think he's a huge reason why. But, you know, the fact that they're here now, I think, has a lot to do with that, but also the fact that with Jalen Brunson, and I will get to him later, but with Jalen Brunson out at times down the stretch, Julius Randle's been a little bit in and out. Manuel quickly has stepped up. Quentin Grimes has stepped up. You know, Quentin yeah. Grimes was the player that everyone said, do you include him in a deal to get Donovan Mitchell to New York? Mm. And Tom Thibodeau said, no, we're not going to, we like him, we're going to keep him. Not saying the series defines whether or not that deal, you know, who won the deal or whatever, but you can see why they kept him. You can see why yeah, they want to yeah. keep him for the future. I think what the Knicks are going to bring is an incredible crowd. I, I think it, the Cavs have to win the first two games of this series. It's not going to be like the Hawks series a couple of years ago where I think the Knicks were just kind of happy to be there. They were happy with their seed. And Atlanta reminded them that it's a lot more difficult when you don't have a really good star point guard. Yeah. The Knicks have that now. You know, Jalen Brunson has had a tremendous season. He'll be up for it. Julius Randle, you know, was reinvigorated this season. The fans were, you know, basically kicking him out at the end of last season. What a year he's had to be another, another all-star season. So I think the first two games in many of these series obviously dictate a lot. I think the Knicks can grab one in Cleveland. I think they'll have a very good shot at going on and winning the series. So it's that defensive intensity. You know, Josh Hart can guard multiple positions on the floor. Pretty yeah, good shooter. Yeah. yeah. Makes the makes the small plays. And now Emmanuel quickly has kind of followed his lead yeah. in that regard. So now you have two players that can really cause problems on the perimeter. For a Cavs team that has a lot of really good attacking talent at those positions, but now the Knicks have a, enough firepower to kind of combat that. So it's going to be a really tight series. I, I mean, if it doesn't go six or seven, I think maybe an injury is picked up by one of the two teams. It's going to be a really tight, tight, tight series. And that's why I'm, I'm worried because, you know, the Cavs have been so good at home this season. 
Yeah. So if it does come down to a game seven in Cleveland, it's going to be very difficult. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be it's 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 probably the best series of the first round. I think that's pretty safe to say across the NBA. One hundred and fifty percent agree, man. One hundred and fifty percent agree about and and also sixth and seventh in home attendance. So it's going to be rocking in Cleveland and rocking in New York. Yeah. Hey, BP, you dropped out earlier, man. I just want to make sure I get a quick take on what you see the Cavs doing with this series moving forward. And what do you think is going to be a little quick strength that could put us over the top to beat the New York Knicks? I think a lot of it's going to come down to shooting. When you look at the Cavs over the regular season, when they make 12 threes in a game, they usually win that game. But if they come out, you know, let's say they go on the road, let's say at Milwaukee, they make six or seven threes out of 30 tries, usually they're going to lose. But to me, yeah. you know, I've been following basketball for so long. To me, usually the team with the higher field goal percentage wins the game. Mm. And a lot of this is going to – I know I've said this here on local radio and NBA radio. I know Donovan Mitchell is going to perform in this series. I know he's going to perform at a, almost a LeBron James-type level. You know, 30 yeah. points in games. I go higher. But it's mm. going to so, ABP, you're, you're freezing up just a little bit, man. Now, we we love your take. Buffalo, pretty physical player, bronze player than a basketball player. Got you, got you. You so, froze up a little I bit. I think it's going to be who's going to shoot better in this series. For sure, for sure. Last but not least, yeah, Che I, Digger. I can just repeat it. Yeah, last but not least, Che Digger. You're sitting in the captain's chair, last man standing, last line of defense for the Cavs. Talk to me. What do we got to do to pop the Knicks in round one of this playoff series? I think this game is going to come down to um, the point guard matchup. Uh, obviously, having home court advantage helps us tremendously. I believe this game, this uh, pardon me, this series is going to go seven games. And game seven in Cleveland. And uh, I believe we'll, we'll take care of business. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to have to put these young guys on his back. And it's just, gonna, I mean, the Knicks are young as well, but the Knicks, I feel like, are grittier and grimier. Mm. You know, they may be mm. built more for a seven-game series than we are, but I do believe we are the more talented team mm. all around. Maybe um, mm. if Jared Allen can average somewhere between 18 and 12, because he's going to get the minutes. We need him out there. If he can average somewhere between that, I give us a good chance to take care of the Knicks in seven. Yeah. I think we all have a consensus. This is a one possession, one play, one big time play, or one injury away from the series swinging either way. So I think we all, from a consensus standpoint, say this is going to be a knockout fight. And Sean, for sure, I agree with you that this is the best series of the first round of the NBA, without a doubt. Hey, so little quick question about Jalen Brunson, because Sean, I heard you talk about it. I'll ask maybe a round robin here or there about what's going on. Was he worth the $104 million that he made going to the New York Knicks from the Dallas Mavericks this season? You know, I, I don't think it's financially possible for them to do what I'm about to say, but I would have probably given him double for what he's provided. I mean, he's just been the missing piece, right? I mean, for, for so long, I, I don't even know what year you can go back to, right? To see the last time the Knicks had a point guard that was worthy of carrying a team or being the leader of a Best team that goes deep in, in the in the postseason. 
it's hard to argue that, right? I mean, he's just been so, so good. Look what it's, look what's happened to Dallas since yeah. he's yeah. left. I mean, you know, Kyrie Irving goes there to try and keep them afloat and it just doesn't happen. So he's just so important. And, you know, I, I think that one thing that people sometimes overlook with him is, you know, what what's helped him, I think, a little bit, especially at the beginning of the season was, you know, he played at Villanova and, and yeah. Villanova loves going to Madison Square Garden come Big East tournament time and playing big games. He's played in big games on the biggest stage in college and, you know, performed well in those games. So he's already felt what that garden atmosphere is like. It can get two players. It just can, right? And he's wrote, he's risen above it time and time again. I mean, this has been the one position, and I've said it on my show time and time again until this move was made, that they're not going to go anywhere if they don't address the point guard position. Mm. And I give the front office a lot of credit. They had to move a lot of pieces around to do it. But boy, has it worked out. And he's worth every penny of the $104 million that they've given him. And I'd argue it's a bargain for, for what he's provided this season. And, you know, again, if he can win a playoff series in a Nick uniform this season, um, I think Nick fans will, uh, they won't just storm the streets. They're going to they're gonna storm the entire city, most likely. Oh, wow. New York going to be rocking. Tay, talk to me. Was he worth the 104 mil from the Dallas Mavericks to the New York Knicks? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I'd agree with, with with Sean. I mean, it's a it's one hundred and four million dollars over four years. That's about twenty six million a year. That kind of is a, is a discount for the production they're getting out of him. For sure. I mean, he he he's the absolute alpha leader on that team. Mm. Um, it's kind of it's kind of what they needed. I mean, just like in the in the NFL, most seasons you need one of those guys at quarterback to 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 contend. And in the NBA now, it's, it's a point guard league. I mean, your bigs help out, your wings help out, but you got to have that guy handling the ball, making decisions and making shots, man, when it's crunch time. And the Knicks now have that guy. So I really do feel like it was it was, it was was well worth what they paid. And like Sean said, at this point, it seems like a bargain, again, for the, the, the price the price for the production for sure. that they're getting. For sure. NBA guard play rules it all. The guard play rules it all for sure. BP, talk to me. 104 million. Was it worth the cheddar to go to New York and get it done? Oh, yeah. New York got a bargain here. That was a great deal for New York. And now Dallas is reeling. Dallas didn't even make the play-in tournament. Dallas screwed up big time. And then they doubled down by bringing in uh, Kyrie Irving, which they were a winning team before they brought on Kyrie Irving. So that was a double whammy for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Now they're in jeopardy of, you know, pissing off Luka Doncic. So who knows, you know, Bad move for Dallas, good move for the Knicks. And I don't think, one last thing, I don't think Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell would have worked out that well together. So I think it's 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 good that the Knicks didn't get Donovan Mitchell. I think it would have been too many ball-dominant guys, too many six-foot-one guys. So I think they actually, you know, they may, they may lose this series to the Cavs, but in the end, I think they're better off with, you know, they have Brunson, they have R.J. Barrett, you know, they got their other guys, Grimes. So I think it's all good for the Knicks. Great point, great point, BP, for sure, for sure. Che Digger, 104 in the house. Talk to me. How Man. did it go? I think uh I think I think 104 is a good price, but I, I think that really speaks volumes of how he really just wanted to get out of Dallas. Mm. I think Dallas could have gave him that. They could have matched it at the very least. A matter of fact, I think 
Jalen Brunson could have got more money if they didn't pay R.J. Barrett first. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this this is um, a power move for the Knicks, who um, have been lacking that guard since. Um, well, who you want to say? Starberry, Stephon Marbury was their last like. Kind he of won't. He won't. He, he won't take them to the playoffs though. No. No. He, he I mean, won't, he won't. the the last the last Nick point guard. Like real Nick point guard that took them to the playoffs was Raymond Felton. There you yeah, go. That. There you go. Think there about go, that Felton. for a second. Yeah. You know? There you go. For sure. For yeah, sure. And I go. I mean, I, I, I'm old enough to remember Charlie Ward, Charlie Ward, and Chris Childs. Yeah, handling that yeah. business. Even Doc Rivers handling this business back in the day. Doc Rivers, Rivers and Mark Jackson and Rod yeah, Strickland. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They so were loaded back long. then. That was what the late eighties. Yeah, it's been a long, long time, time coming. Yeah, long time coming to New York for a point guard. Hey, so to flip the question around, was Don? We all know what Donovan playoff Mitchell does. We know how he goes from right here to right here, and so with the Cavs getting Mitchell, does that offset bringing in Brunson? Because this is going to come down to, in my opinion, a battle between those two positions. So does. Brunson do what he needs to do. I mean, does Mitchell do what he needs to do to shut down that that acquisition of of of, of Brunson from the, the um, New York Knickerbockers? Tate, talk to me. Does he do what he needs to do in Cleveland land? Um, he he he's not he's not going to stop Brunson. He's probably won't be matched up on Brunson if you know, he's 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 a game time decision. But if Okoro plays, he's going to be. Uh, the runs is going to be his responsibility. Yeah. But Donovan Mitchell can certainly cancel cancel out the amount of points that Brunson gets. I expect him to outscore him because Brunson has to has to facilitate also, get yeah, other people true. involved. He's a true point guard. Donovan Mitchell can can play some off, play off ball, play with the ball, and lead the offense when Garland's on the bench. But Donovan Mitchell's number one job is to get buckets. Yeah. And we know going into his final four games of the season. He didn't play the final two, but the final four he played, he scored over 40 points in every game. Yes, sir. His playoff average goes for up from a regular season average of like 24.5 to like 29 points a game. He's like a top five all-time NBA playoff score based off his average. For sure. I mean, he's only played 39 games, so it's a small sample size compared to some. But he gets buckets. Yeah. I expect Donovan Mitchell to get buckets. And Donovan, the Donovan Mitchell trade was a very good trade. It worked out perfectly for the Cavs. They gave up a lot, but they're they're getting a lot. And if they get out the if they get out this first round, it'll have been well worth it because they'll be on course on trajectory to be ready to compete next year for Eastern Conference Finals. Agreed, agreed. BP Donovan Mitchell from here to here, what's going to happen? What's he going to do to help the Cavs get this victory in round one of the NBA playoffs? I think Donovan Mitchell is going to perform, you know, like at an MVP type level, like a top five MVP in the NBA level. You know, as long as he doesn't get injured, I am concerned about his usage rate. And, he, you know, he's a short guy and he depends a lot on his jumping and his springing ability. So, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about that. But I think he's going to I think he's going to perform like at a fantastic high level MVP type level in this series. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I do believe it. And I, I, I will stand with it. I think that the acquisition of Donovan Mitchell might have put the Cavs over the top moving forward. Hey, Che Digger, talk to me, man. 
your man Mitchell, the guy you've been praising all year in all the Cavs podcasts, is he the man of the hour for the Cleveland Cavaliers? He's the man of the hour. He's the man of the year. Uh, if he win this series and we win it in less than seven, oh, he's going to get the super max from us offer because he's going to be first team all NBA. Believe that. Mm. Uh, also, I believe Mitchell is going to take this personal because he's a New York kid. And in his heart, he probably did want to go to New York, but I think he got that dog in him and he want to, he want to prove to the Knicks like, Oh, Y'all, y'all didn't want to give up who for me? Okay. Mm. I think he got that in him. But it's going to come down to the role players. I want to see Evan Mobley on Julius Randle. And that make that his 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 goal is to, is to shut down Randle or try to contain Randle. And and, and um, the point guards, the role players, the uh, Darius Garlands and the Quickleys, um, Karis LeVert, he has got to be somewhat of a shell of himself of how he was the last uh what 10 to 15 games down the stretch he played really well he's got to get that jump shot going i like when he starts off going to the cup as opposed to coming out firing off threes fresh off the bench for sure um it's, it's gonna be a great series i cannot wait i cannot wait i gotcha, think y'all gotcha. talking me into going i think that's what y'all <laughs> yeah. doing y'all trying yeah, to, get me to go. he's trying to drive hey, he's, he's hey. over there counting coins right hey, now <laughs> hey man i, I told y'all on, on on another pod man that Donovan Mitchell got two years left on his deal after this year. There's no no need in worrying about re-upping right now, after next season maybe. And that second team all NBA. Y'all was talking, both y'all was talking the other day about him being MVP. I said, pump your brakes, fellas. Hey, I I I, I agree with Shea wholeheartedly. This guy is going to be first team all NBA. When the voting comes out, first he's team. He, first team all NBA. There's no doubt about it. But that's just my Especially opinion. how he closed the year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Sean. Last time time we saw him, he was dropping 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sean, (laughs) as as you match up, the Knicks match up with the Cavs. Here comes this Donovan Mitchell first-team All-NBA guy that wanted to play for the Knicks. What do you believe that he is going to jump his productivity from here to here moving forward with the Cavs in the playoffs? Yeah, I I don't think it's uh, too much of a secret how good Donovan Mitchell is as a basketball player, right? I mean, he's had an an incredible season. This is the time of the year where he shines the brightest. Hmm. So I I really think, I think Jay made a great point. I think it really is going to come down to the role players. Like Karis LeVert was the first player I thought of for Cleveland that's going to, that we're going to need to take care of Hmm. because I think he's somebody, I mean, even back when he was with Brooklyn, can just out of nowhere like take over a game by himself so he's somebody i'd worry about and then i I think for the knicks rj barrett needs to have a really big series Mm. i really think he needs to be real like around 18 to 20 points per game in the series because jalen brunson and julius randall are are gonna have very good series unless they you know capitulate but I, i really do feel like you look at some of those third or fourth guys down on the depth chart as far as who's expected to you know provide production Karis Levert for Cleveland and RJ Barrett really are the ones for me that I look at first because that's really where these kind of series where both teams have really good star players that can score that's where you start to look in the weeds for x factors yeah those yeah. those two guys one each you know really stand out to me and you know I worry a little bit about RJ because there are times this season 
where he puts up a huge night and you think, man, where has this been? You know, at times he doesn't always do that consistently. I mean, there was a game the other night where you look at most of the stats and you go, wow, you know, 25 points in a right shot of nine from three, you know, and so he can, he can throw those clunkers in every once in a while. And in the playoffs, in a series like this, where the margins are so thin, you can't have many, if any of those, right? So those are two I think of right off the bat. I, I don't, expect donovan mitchell to have a, a subpar series he'll score 30 35 almost every night the knicks haven't really stopped him too much this season i mean i think maybe one of the last two games they somewhat kept him in check but mm. it's it's a it's a i will say it's a different team from when these teams first met right when cleveland came back and won at home and donovan mitchell had that crazy dunk that you know just made me want to turn off the tv but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just one of those just one of those things, right? And then Josh Hart, you know, kind of changes things. But it's going to be that that matchup. I'm curious how much Hart's going to guard Donovan Mitchell. That's going to be an interesting matchup potentially. Mitchell, but his playoff career average is 28, five and five. Hmm. There's no doubt, right? He's going to he's going to provide what the Cavs needed. That's why I go to Karis Levert for for Cleveland. Maybe a Jared Allen, Mitchell Robinson uh, matchup will be interesting. I guess we'll talk about that later. But R.J. Barrett quickly can Emmanuel quickly continue what he's been I mean he's been playing the best basketball of his career he's, he's turned into a microwave from a microwave to an oven he can stay on he can stay hotter a lot longer you know throughout a throughout a game a stretch of games so out there acting like Vinny Johnson <laughs> out there acting it, like Vinny Johnson for sure for sure exactly he's got a good impression of Vinny Johnson so yeah. we'll see I, those are guys I think of you know because I think you know Jalen Brunson's been so good. Julius Randle's been so good. Donovan Mitchell's been a top five, 10 player, whatever you want to call him in the NBA this season. Those guys will be there. The, the next guys up, I think, will dictate a lot, especially those first is, couple is, of games. Is, is, is Julius Randle playing game one? Is he, is, he, is he good to go? I believe so. I, I think he's still, I think it's still day to day on okay. him. But uh, I, I mean, I think he'll play. If he can play, I think he's going to play. So, if you want, especially because those first two games are so important. Yeah, you know, they need to get one of those two to, to steal home court back. So, what you got going on, BP? Talk to me. What yeah, you here here on local Cleveland radio today, they basically said Julius Randall, you know, kind of just went through shoot around type stuff. He didn't do any contact drills. Where Isaac Okoro today went through contact drills. So I think Okoro is going to play for sure game one. I think Julius Randall is going to be a game time decision. That's my opinion. That's kind of what it's looking like, you know, again, from, and there was a guy from New York radio on today saying he doesn't know either. It's, you know, very up in the air with Julius Randle for game one. Yeah, I, I would I would probably put at this point, Randle's going to play because he's a gritty kid. He came from Kentucky. It's, I would go 80-20. He's going to wrap it up. Novocaine shot. Let's do what we do and get him playoff basketball. So, which is even going to make the series more exciting to have teams at basically full strength with all their players being able to participate in this playoff series. Big and G. I, What's up, Tate? He went, he went he went to Kentucky, but you know, you know you got to shout it out to Mod. He backstage producing. He from Texas. No, nah, and I ain't, Texas no love here for them Texas boys. That's for sure, man. We talking about Cavs and the OHIO. Hey, so check this out. We need to take a little 10-second commercial break because we're broadcasting live and simulcation on Apple Radio and different podcasts that only hear us through an audio standing. So give us 10 seconds and we're going to jump right back in to that rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast.
All righty, we are back. That rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast broadcasting on the fans' first sports network, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball being brought to you tonight on a special broadcast on the Know It All's podcast channel with a couple of special guests, my man Sean from the New York Knicks and my man BP, that Cavaliers guy that we know and love. Hey, so fellas, we're going to get to our next question of the podcast this evening, man. We're going to talk about the number one matchup amongst the, the who has to show up. So I'm, I'm talking about the guy. We've talked about it a little bit before, but I think this is a grow-up series between two particular people. I, You know, I'm talking about R.J. Barrett and Evan Mobley. Which one of those guys goes on to grow up and show that he was worth what the organizations uh, put in him to bring him in as a number one overall pick and to do what he needs to do to move the franchise forward. So first, I'm going to start with you, Sean. Tell me, what who, who's got to show out? I know you're going to say R.J. Barrett, but do you feel that it's going to be whatever one of those guys grows up, moves the series forward for their respective teams? It's massive, right? I mean, R.J. Barrett, I think, in the Atlanta series a couple of years ago was getting his feet wet. We didn't really get to see what he was fully capable of in that series and the Knicks just had had to worry more about how to guard Trey Young in that series they just couldn't figure it out so it was just one of those things where you know that, that next year you know last year it was kind of like you know if it, can we get back to the playoffs and, and get another chance of seeing RJ Barrett under the biggest lights and we now get that chance you know a couple of years after that series it's crucial you know I think the biggest thing with RJ Barrett is always efficiency how efficient can he be shooting the ball from the field I mentioned earlier at times he can have some clunkers, especially from downtown. Yeah, it, yeah. It's really important for him to have good decision-making on the offensive end of the floor. I think sometimes he tries to do a little bit too much. You know, Julius Randle really has improved that in particular this season. So he's extremely important to the series. And I think the Knicks probably don't win the series unless he has a good series. If he has a, a subpar to mediocre series, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers are, are are so good. And again, barring an injury, it'd be hard to see. Again, again, still probably six or seven, but those margins being so thin, you need, you know, someone like a Barrett, a Quickly, Grimes, someone like that to put up big performances night in and night out, or at least a couple of games during the series. And, you know, on the road, it's always tough, right? Role players on the road tend to struggle in most playoff series. For sure. But RJ yeah. Barrett is is I think he's he, you know I think you should classify him in my opinion as more than a role player. He should be one of those three you think about mm. when you think about the Knicks. So he's got a little bit of pressure on him. I, I think he really needs to kind of step up and and like you said, show that he was worthy of a top three selection a few years ago. And I do think he will. I, I think he'll have a good series. It, it'll just be so thin, right? It's just such a. I'm still. You know, when it comes to picking who's going to win, it's very tough because those are the kind of things that, are, you know, not sure how they're going to play out. So, but R.J. Barrett is, is a, I mean, he's arguably the biggest X factor in the entire series. Either yeah, team. Yeah. He's arguably the biggest. If he plays well, I think the Knicks win the series. If he doesn't, I think Cleveland will have a very good shot. For sure, for sure. I like that shout and about that call about R.J. Barrett. So we're going to flip it over to the Cavs side of it. BP, talk to me. Is Mobley the guy to move forward for the Cavs and take us to the next level? Oh, definitely. When 
you know, when the Cavs are looking at Mobley, I watch a lot of tape on him from college at USC. I said he reminded me a lot of a Kevin Garnett type player, very good on defense and potential to be excellent on offense as well. He is trending that exact way. In fact, I said here on the local radio that I think he's gotten stronger during the season. He looks stronger and he's, you know, when he gets, I need, I said he needs to shoot the ball 14 times a game to be effective. That might be a little bit hard in the playoffs to get that many shots, but he needs to get more than 10 to 12 shots a game around there to be successful. And I see him as a major X factor for the Cavs. That's what I'm talking about, BP. Okay, let's go Cavs. Shea Digger, what you saying, bro? Talk to me about what's going on with that guy Mobley and his maturation to become a star or superstar in the NBA in this playoffs. I think this series is huge for all of our young Cavaliers because we didn't play particularly well in the play-in tournament uh, last year, losing both games to Brooklyn and then um, uh, I think Atlanta is who we played after that. Um, but I want to see Evan Mobley be aggressive on offense and defense, rebounds. I, I need Evan Mobley to give me at least a 25-15 and 15 game this series. One just of those one? this series. Just one, and you call it for the one. whole series. Just okay. Just I was about one. to say that's just high one. expectations. That's high expectations, Jay Digger, for one. sure. Just one. One gets us over. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Tate, my man, you've been about Mobley for all season long. You've been saying this is the guy and this is his time. So, man, give me your great take that what you're going to give me about Mobley's ability to take the Cavs to the next level. Man, I've been all about Mobley since the first 20 games his rookie season. For sure. Dude, dude, just different, man. I mean, if they if they had to redraft right now, Evan Mobley would be the number one pick. Ooh. And hmm. definitely over over Kay Cunningham, who's been hurt. And yeah. and um the kid at Houston, Jalen Green. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, Evan Mobley, number one pick. Hmm. He would would have run won the rookie of the year last year if he didn't get hurt and then uh Scotty Scotty Barnes snuck in there and stole it. But uh, as far as this series, Evan Mobley just needs to be, just needs to be that glue piece, man, on both offense and defense. Just, just do do what you do on defense and be a little more aggressive on offense. I mean, you don't have to. There's not a certain amount of points he needs to get. You know, what I mean, because he he can pass. He's capable of getting getting five assists in the game yeah. from the from from the four position. Yeah, he's capable of that. Um, he's capable of facing you up from from elbow extended. Pulling up, baby hook, driving. He his his bag his bag is full. His bag is full. So what I what I want for him is just effort, energy, and just just to bring that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's that that's what he needs to do. I I will I will say I, I need an average ten boards a game, but there, there's not a particular amount of points a game. Just just be that glue guy, affect all areas of the game, offensively and defensively, and and we'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah, for sure, for Who's sure. Who's going to guard R.J. Barrett? Who do y'all got guarding R.J. Barrett this series? Because the piggyback off mm. of Stink. I think if R.J. Barrett is aggressive, I mean, he's taller than our guards. He's stronger than our guards. If they put him in the post and work him inside out and get them, the, you know, sometimes a guy just needs to see a ball go through the basket. If he gets a couple layups going, posting up our smaller guards, it could be a long series. Well, the, 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 the thing about our smaller guards is they got – they got two big seven footers back there in the paint helping anchor anchor the defense. So for sure. I'm not I'm not really worried about that. 
That's where yep. RJ's decision making, right, is going to become really paramount. He can get through that first line, right? Then what's he going to do? Is he going to try to challenge the the length that Cleveland has inside? Because he can. He's he got can. Extre- he's extremely versatile, a very athletic player. There's a ton of uh, pros there as far as when he can drive inside. Then can he make the right decision with the basketball? I think, you know, I, I try not to rag on him too much because sometimes he's just immaculate when he's on mm. the court. The, he's just, just incredible. Like, you can't nitpick him sometimes when he plays right. But then he throws in a few where, where you start to doubt a little bit. So that's going to be a really – that's a good question, right? Who for, who for Cleveland's going to consistently guard him? They might switch a few different guys on him throughout the series, and how he handles that will be interesting. Because, again, the, when the pressure is on – those decisions have to be really, really clean when you get into those kind of positions. And, you know, at times, and again, this is, this was something that, you know, all of last season, this was on Julius Randle. He just can't make decisions, turns the ball over too much when he gets inside. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of gone over to RJ a little bit this season because yeah. yeah. of how good Julius has been. So he, again, he's, he's still got some really good years ahead of him. He just kind of wanted to be, uh, sped up a little bit the progressive by ha- pr- the progression by having a really good playoff series. So that's the hope. But then you know, got a great point as far as you know, how's he going to do? You know, against the size inside if he gets there, and then who's going to guard him? That- that'll be interesting to see. I think we'll we'll find out pretty quickly, obviously. But might be a few different guys. They might try to throw a few different think, players at him. I, I think it'll probably be combination off coming off the bench. Levert and Dean Wade will probably guard. Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you guys know, everybody sitting on this panel understands and knows it's basketball. And basketball, you know, it's perimeter, switch, switch until we get the match that we like. So I think it's going to be a combination move across the board for all the Cavs guards to step up and gold all the Knicks guards. Because I think that's the determination of the series. The series is whose guards plays better. If your guards play better, you're going to win. So when you switch and you get the matchup that you want, what do you do with, you, with the ball? You know, and that's what's coming. I think that's going to be the pivotal part of, of the coaching. And that's, you know, one of our last questions. Who do you give the coaching advantage to in this series? Do you give it to Tibbs or do you give hey, it to our hey, man Brickerstaff? Hey, hey, Big G. What's up? We can talk about that. But before you wrap it up, I want to talk about the matchup between Jared Allen and uh, Robinson. Mitchell sure. Robinson. Sure. Toss it up. Go. Tell me what well, you know. Well, no, the battle of the bigs, I think, is critical. Um, the the Knicks play much better when Mitchell Robinson's on the on the court anchoring that defense, you know. So and Jared Allen, I mean, to say what we need from Jared Allen, Diggs mentioned some earlier. I think we just need like fourteen and twelve. We don't need too too much from scoring. I got I got Mitchell Garland and and Lavert handling the scoring aspect of it. So if he gives fourteen and twelve with a couple of blocks from Allen. And I know the Knicks really, really lean heavily on Mitchell, as far as post defense and things like that. He's he's there, he's there. Uh, they're anchoring in in the back, in the back of the de- excuse me, back of the defense. So, just wanted to give a shout out to those big men and talk about them for just a little bit, and then you can get everybody, everybody else's perspective because they will be integral, integral uh, factors in this series that we won't talk about. Kind of like offensive linemen in football, right? I mean, they there, but you don't talk about them. You're going to talk about Brunson dropping 30 and D. Mitchell, you know, getting a body. You know what I mean? Things like that. So I just want to want, want to give a little bit of uh, uh, talk about the big man for just a little bit. That's all. 
Oh, for sure. Good topic, Tate. I'm tossing it up. Anybody else wants to jump in? Say what you say uh, about the bigs. Yeah, I got a Go point ahead, here. Go ahead, BP. You got it, man. You know, Mitchell Robinson, I've watched some Knicks games this year, and I saw him shoot some free throws, and they look pretty ugly, pretty bad. And I looked up his stats. This guy's shooting 48% from the line the last two seasons. So I mentioned it to some of my friends at the Cavs organization. You guys might want to think about a little hack shack action here on Mitchell Robinson. Mm. Not only to mess Where's with his line? head, but to also slow up. Yes, sir. So you may want to let that might be an option. And also, so you'll look for that during the series. Hard falls on Mitchell Robinson at the basket. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Shay, go ahead, Doc. I think this, uh, as far as the big man go, it's going to be who can defend the pick and roll better, which one of our bigs can challenge the guards when they get those matchups. As uh, Tate um, pointed out earlier, it's just a series of pick and rolls till we get the matchup. And if, if, if Jared Allen can bother Brunson more than Robinson can bother Mitchell, I like those odds. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Sean, talk to me, man. Big on big, who's got the advantage? Yeah, I think free throws aside, Mitchell Robinson's had a phenomenal season. I think people are not paying him enough attention for how well he's played. The biggest problem with Mitchell Robinson's career has been hurt all the time. He's always been out. And now that he's been healthy, I mean, he's just been tremendous. He really has been. We know Jared Allen rather well, former Brooklyn Net, so we, we were well-versed in, in his abilities. Um, I, I don't know about head-to-head. I mean, they're both so good defensively. I think Jared Allen offensively, maybe because of the free throws, has the edge. But And, and to be fair, Mitchell Robinson, you know, not great, you know, around the bucket except for put-back dunks. So, but I think defensively, it's, it's a toss-up. I mean, Mitchell mm. Robinson is so good on the defensive end of the floor. His timing has become, I mean, extremely, really fun to watch on on his block. So it's a tight one. I think maybe I'd give the edge to Jared Allen. I think he's a more complete player. But Mitchell Robinson defensively, I I might give him the check mark because this season, again, it's just just been about health. That's it. Every time he's been on the floor, he's been really good. So Mm. now that he's healthy, I I think he's going to flourish at times in this series. I I really do. I think he's going to be fun to watch. For sure. The Battle of the Bigs is going to be pivotal as well for the playoff series for the New York Knicks. Hey, so last question. Two-sided last question, though. Side one. Playoff advantage with the coaches. Thibodeau and bigger staff and playoff advantage for home court. Madison Square or what's going up there in the queue? Talk to me. Who's got the advantage coming into this series coaching and home court advantage sean shoot it shoot it tell me tell me the truth about what's going on with all due respect to the queue right the queue is a great venue fans are incredible Rocky in mortgage field house rocket mortgage field house <laughs> whatever yeah whatever it's called right it's the garden we don't there's no extra names we're not changing the sponsors every year you know it's the garden it's the mecca there's no comparison. They'll celebrate outside on, you know, on 32nd Street after they win one game in this series. It's it's just incredible. You know, if any anyone out there that's never been to the Garden for, I mean, any basketball event, 
you've got to go. The playoffs there are just incredible. Your heart pounds out of your chest every two seconds. And I just I just dream about the OB top and alley-oop dunk in game two against Atlanta a few <laughs> years ago where I mean, the roof blew off the place. It was just the Shumpert put-back dunk against the Pacers a decade ago now. You know, all those dunks and all those great moments and those shaking where the garden feels like it's going to topple on, you know, fall on top of itself. I mean, hey, there's man, no place the, like don't, it. Don't, don't forget the Larry Johnson three. Yep. The four point play. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. The Knicks no only doubt. beat the Hawks once, though. It was enough to almost bring the house down. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, <laughs> so like it's it's legit. It's legit. Anyone that's anyone that's never been to the garden, you're missing out. Uh, with all due respect to the Rocket loan, mortgage, whatever it's called, um, it, it's MSG. It's it's the top place anywhere to watch a basketball game. So I, I, it's got to be the garden there. The coaching now, the coaching side is a little bit more interesting. I think that's a little mm. bit. That's a tighter one. I, I I think Bickerstaff is underrated. I really do. I think he's. Whoa! He, all right. I, I do, I do. Now I would take Tibbs. I would take Tibbs. But I, but I think that you know people saying that it's you know just because Donovan Mitchell's there now all of a sudden. You know, it's changed. I, don't, I think that's a little bit misleading. Mm-hmm. Now, I, again, again, he's incredible, right? But I, I really like the way Cleveland plays as a group. I think as a group, and you look at the coaching staff and what they've been able to tweak at times this season, adjustments they've had to make, I think you got to give them credit where, where credit's due. But I'll take Tibbs. He's been here before. He's got the experience. I think what was tough about two years ago, he didn't have the horses with him to really do what he wanted to do in that Hawks series. You're relying on a on, on an older Derrick Rose at times in that series, and he had one good game, and the rest of the games, he, you know, he looked looked his age a little bit. Um, with all due respect to his great career, so I, I think that Tibbs has got what he needs to do what he wants to do tactically, and I think I'll give him the edge. Although again, I think Coach Bickerstaff and his staff deserve credit uh, for what Cleveland's been able to put together this season. You always look at the star and you think, yeah, well, anyone can do it because Donovan Mitchell's there, but I think they deserve more credit. Uh, mm. On top of that, BP, the land over the garden. Which way are you leaning, man? Well, obviously, you know, sometimes Madison Square, Madison Square Garden can play against the Knicks. Like, look, Steph Curry's had 54 points there. LeBron's had monster games there. Kobe mm. Bryant had monster games there. In the regular season. Well, the Knicks haven't been in the playoffs very often to know, to be honest. they, The Knicks have been a, a ghost in the playoffs. So, I, I you know. I think but when they but when they get there, it's jumping. When they get there, it's jumping. Maybe, yeah. but I'm not fearful of Madison Square Garden, to be honest. I mean, obviously, it's going to be loud and, you know, sold out. But I like the fact we have game seven on our home court. So we'll have we'll have that in our back That's pocket. Fair. And regarding Tom, I think Thibodeau is a better coach than J.B. Bickerstaff. I think J.B.'s created a fantastic culture here with the players. He's a fantastic guy that, you know, brought this team from the ashes just two years ago. This team was winning 20 games a year. Now they're, you know, winning 51 games. So I think JB's X's and O's at the end of close games needs to be looked at. But as long as the ball's in Donovan Mitchell's hands with, you know, two minutes to go, you know, I think we'll be okay. For sure. Tate, real quick, man, tell me, who's got the advantage in Madison Square Garden or in um, Cleveland for the playoff series and the coaching? Well, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on the coaching real quick first. Um, Tib Tibbs is a great coach. Tibbs is known to to run his players in the ground, though. He he, he does that often. He I mean, playoffs probably works for him because he he he, sh- he shortens the bench and 
and and and and heightens the minutes for the players playing. Uh, JB, you know, you got you got to earn your chops by getting a chance. This is his chance. I think this is his first time being the head coach of a playoff team. He had an intern intern uh, coaching position in Houston and Memphis. Now I don't think those teams got to the playoffs, so this is his first time. You know, and this is and this is where you where where, where you earn your chops. You build your chops right here. So he's gonna get to prove himself against Tom Thibodeau, a proven playoff coach. Uh, again, part of Doc Rivers' championship Boston Celtics staff. Mm. Tibbs is probably the better coach right now by recognition and name because we know Tibbs. He's a he's a uh, proven brand. Yeah. Over all these years, he's been in the game. And Bickerstaff is just getting his chance. Bernie Bickerstaff, 43 years old. You know, so he's a young coach still. For sure, for sure. As far as the home home court, Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse rocks. We know that. I think the Cavs were some like 32 and 9, I believe, at home this year. One of the best home home court records in the league. Um, and uh, I agree with what BP said, man. As far as MSG, that is the mecca, that is the place, everything that Sean said. But guys get turned up to play in MSG oh, because they're doubt. playing in MSG. So that home court advantage is probably not the same as other home court advantages because dudes is coming in there wanting to get it in. You know what I mean? For sure. They For come sure. in there with with a mentality like, oh, I'm in the garden. I want to. I want to. I want to show out. You know what I mean? So I think home court advantage, as far as that goes, goes to the Cavs. I think I think the Cavs are are, are more apt to play better in New York on the road than the Knicks are to play in Cleveland on the road. Mm. Just because of the fact of the mystique and everything that Garden brings to to a to a player's mentality. Got you, got you. Che Digger, real quick. Advantage Cavs, advantage Knicks. I uh, like the advantage. Uh, coaching advantage, obviously, Tibby's got the better resume, so that's a no-brainer. I think the more compelling question is which owner is hated more by their fan base? <laughs> no, nah. there's no, there's no question there. Yeah, there's we're no not. Question. Yeah, we're not even going to go you there. Guys we're can't stay, compare on that one. Yeah, we're going to stay focused <laughs> no, on the question. Yeah, I don't so know, man. We hated <laughs> when he broke that letter to LeBron. Man. Yeah, but he, he's he a tone system. They won a championship. He brought Donovan Mitchell here. He spends money. You can't knock Gilbert, man. Mm, mm. <laughs> all right. All right, fellas. So we're going to give our parting shots, man. First of all, I just want to say thank you to our two special guests that showed up tonight for the podcast. And I'm t- I'm really appreciated you coming aboard and just talking with us about Cavs next series. But to give you guys the floor and an opportunity to share about what you have going on with your own podcast in this world that we got going out there, this retro audio world that you can talk about your podcast and your specific things. So, Sean, talk to me. Tell me what's happening with you on your side of the New York Knicks basketball. Yeah, we'll be doing we'll be doing the Shock Shock Knicks podcast after every game. We'll be recapping it every game of the series. Hopefully, just six games. We'll see if it goes seven. But uh, yeah, obviously, Fans First Sports Network really proud to be a part of it along with you guys. So really excited. This podcast will be on our feed as well. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to get everybody to you know listen to you guys and, and the rest of the network along with us talking Knicks over there. So. Really excited and uh, happy to be a part of it. Happy to be a part of this with you guys as well. It's been a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, check us out there. and uh, Or at my handle. I post all this stuff. So it's at 
S Saint J seven on Twitter, or you can go to the fans for sports network on, uh, on their at F F S N I believe on Twitter. And you can make sure you keep up with all the podcasts that are going on with us and with the entire network. Fans first in the building. That's what I'm talking about, Sean. Hey, so BP, talk to me, man. Tell us, tell our audience what you got going on out in this podcast land that we call Loving Basketball. Sure. You, anybody can find me at, on Twitter at BP and Pepper Pike or uh, the, the handle at BP Ohio 2015. I'm going to be hosting a Cavs watch party on next Friday night to, for the Knicks and Cavs at a really cool bar called High and Dry in Tremont. Everybody's welcome to come if you're in the you know area of Cleveland. It's in Tremont, downtown uh, Cleveland. We're going to be having uh, G. Bush from 92.3 The Fan and Earl the Pearl is going to be there. Two great guys. Wow. I'm going to be doing a trivia contest at halftime with prizes, and those guys are going to be with me. So it's a lot of fun. There'll be a couple hundred people there, a lot of food specials. So that's just something fun we're going to do here locally, if you guys are interested. For sure, for sure. For sure, we're going to check that out with the Cavs land. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sorry? What? High and dry, right, BP? Yeah, high and dry bar. That's the name of the bar? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Next, to, next to the taco place, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's going to be, okay. I'm going to post this on a different, on our Browns Browns network. And, you know, we'll, we'll, you guys will find, if you want to find it, you just look me up at BP and Pepper Pike. For sure, for sure. Jay Digger, parting shot. Talk to me, man. Uh, well, I'm gonna be honest. My direct deposit just hit, and I just purchased a seventy-five dollar ticket. So I'll be there. Saturday. <laughs> no time wasted. Yeah, no time wasted. <laughs> I'll be in the building. I'll be in the building. I won't. I probably won't go up to my seat. I'll probably just hang around the the bar area and, and peek through. Maybe I can, you know, get a little seat by the court or something. I don't know, but I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's gonna be a little emotional because. Last time we were in the playoffs, uh, we were in, going to the finals every year. And obviously this year is a little different. And um, I look forward to the years to come. Hopefully Dean Mitchell performs, brings his guys up with him, his teammates, the Garlands, the Karis Leverts of the world, the Evan Mobleys. And uh, like I said, Cavs and seven, baby. Yeah, for sure. Tate, my main man, talk to me, man. Parting shot on that rather Cavaliers. Hey, man. Well, I'd like to thank everybody. Well, Sean and, and BP for joining us. And, and BP will probably be joining us more often now. He's part of the FSSN family, part of the Browns podcast. They talked to us about, said he wanted to do some Cavs work. So, you know, he might he, he, he might be rolling with us. So, you know, he seems like he's real knowledgeable. Good to have you on, BP. Looking forward to having you again, man. Um, As far as my parting shot, Thank you. I think it's need, it's need for worry, man. You know, all-time playoff record, the Knicks are 8-1 and one against the Cavs. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it before you said it, for sure. 8-1. and one. In 96, I think they beat us. They swept us. 3-0. That's when the first-round series was five games in. In 95, they beat us uh, 3-1. Those are Patrick Ewing teams. And it goes all the way back to, I believe, 79. The Knicks beat us 2-0. Must have been best of three back then. Um, so, if you believe in trends, granted, these are 25, 40-year trends. Yeah, come on, man. No more, no more Patrick Ewing, I'll say that. Yeah, these are 25, 40-year trends, so may not be a thing, but could be a thing. 
Just wanted to say that. And you can catch me on this Rather Cavalier podcast. Me, Big G, and Che. And, and coming soon, our, our, our man BP. Um, you can catch you can catch me on the on the Steel Curtain Network. We got a show every Friday night called The Homies. That's me and Big G with our homies B Dirt and Pay. Tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Check us out on the Steel Curtain Network. Also part of the FSSN family, and we have our own podcast, which you're watching on our channel now, the Know It Alls Podcast. You know, like and subscribe. Great content like this Cavalier, this Cavalier show on here. You, you're gonna get this Cavalier. That's rather Cavalier audio on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and wherever you get your audio podcast. We're going to upload the audio as soon as this show is over. So be sure to check it out. Download, undownload, download again, undownload, and download again. Just, you know, just just follow follow the cast on, on, on all these different all these different channels that are FFSCN. For sure, for sure. Hey, so my point, I have no parting shot outside of I'm waiting and ready for an enjoyable series that's going to kick off this Saturday between the New York Knickerbockers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey, hey, hey man, y'all said this earlier. Y'all, y'all don't think that the uh, that the Suns Clippers series going to be equally as good as this? I got them. I got these series both in my top two. No, I don't. No, I don't. I believe that the Knicks. I believe that the Knicks Cavs nah, number one series. This going to be the best series. Okay. Number one series in the playoffs. For sure, for sure. Hey, so once again, as we as we well, that's close second, out, though. that's second. The Clippers Suns is second. Right, for sure. As once again, as we close out for that rather cavalier podcast. Hey, we're we're thanking you for joining us on the Fans First Sports Network and all the other podcasts that are out there. And thank you again for our special guests who came on and enjoyed this time for us to talk basketball, NBA basketball for the Cleveland Cavaliers. For my boy Tate. For my boy, Che Digger, and for your man, Big G, thank you again for all of our fans, and keep watching. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs.